And we're live. I'm about 20 minutes late, but don't worry, I didn't forget about you. I just uh, got caught up in some stuff, doing different things here at the church, and time just got away from me. And plus, my phone was dying, which is what I use to live stream with. And my phone was dying, and I had to wait for it to charge a little bit. But we're here. I'm live. Those that are going to jump on now, those that are going to watch later. <clears throat> As you're jumping on, let me know where you're watching from. Let me know that you're watching. What's everybody up to today? Good afternoon, Rebecca. <clears throat> Hope you guys are doing well. Today is day 16 of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Hope everybody has been having an awesome time doing this. I've already heard a few different testimonies of different things God has done in, in people's lives. I'm hoping that you're all encouraged. I've been doing my best to get on every day, or try to get on when I can, to, to bring something for you, for your day, for those that watch live, for those that watch later on that night or in the week, whenever. These go up on our YouTube channel and also our podcast platforms as well. Uh, but for the past couple days, we've been going through different from the world. And the first day we talked about making God's word a priority. And yesterday we talked about uh, meditating on the word of God. And today for part three, as you can see in the title, I'm just going to share a little thought with you on the importance of prayer. The importance of praying. And I hope you're spending time in prayer during this 21 days of prayer and fasting because I've said before, fasting without prayer is just a diet. Um, and maybe you're losing some weight, but you're not gaining anything spiritually because you're not actually fasting spiritually. You're just dieting. Um, True fasting, biblical fasting, is also with prayer and spending time in God's Word and giving yourself, more of yourself, to God. And in return, I believe God will reveal more of Himself to you. Good afternoon, everybody jumping on. My wife is on. Earl's on. Good to see everybody on today. So, if you have your Bible... I'm going to be in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to give you a moment to grab your Bible. If you're using a Bible, you can turn there. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm already excited for this coming Sunday. I don't know about you, but I am. I hope you are too. I hope you're praying about our gatherings and when we come together. I truly believe lives were changed uh, this past coming Sunday. Uh, I just I've heard different testimonies, have seen different testimonies even on social media of the work that God did this past weekend. And I'm expecting more of that as we assemble together. 
And I want to encourage you with this as we talk about, you know, what I felt like the Lord spoke to me in regards to an atmosphere shift for 2024. I want to encourage you to make it a priority to be in the house of God when we gather on Sundays. And I know that some people feel like, you know, it's, it's you know, if you go, you go. If you don't, you don't. Uh, but I want to encourage you to make it a priority. If you want to experience that atmosphere shift in your personal life and in your family and in your home, I believe you must make church a, a number one priority to be in the house of God, to fellowship with other believers. But with that said, be in church on Sunday. It's awesome. What an amazing fast God is moving. Can't wait to share what's happening the next time I see you. That's awesome, Rebecca. That's awesome. So, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Now that one scripture right there we could preach on for 25, 30 minutes. Because uh, some people just need to be reminded that that's what we're called to do as uh, people that follow Jesus is rejoice in the Lord always. It's easier said than done, you know, because maybe different things and circumstances and trials that you face. Uh, but the Bible uh, specifically calls us to rejoice in the Lord always. When things are good, when things are bad, when things are the way you want them to be, and when things are not the way you want them to be. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Verse 5, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, I was only supposed to read verse 4 through 7, but I felt like reading all the way down to verse 9. Uh, but specifically, I want to focus on verse 6 and 7. We're going to read that again. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, for anybody watching, and if I'm the only one, that's fine, but if you're willing to admit it, uh, we can all agree that there is a struggle sometimes of feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Now, we know it isn't, and in reality it's not, but sometimes we feel that way. Sometimes we feel the pressures of life, like everything's on our shoulders. And some days, depending on what's going on, sometimes it can almost feel paralyzing. Like you don't, maybe you're tired, or you don't know what to do, or how to do it, or maybe you feel like you just can't function because you just feel like everything's on your shoulders, or, or you feel like you're the one who has to deal with everything, or take care of everything, or whatever the case may be. But there's always a struggle sometimes of 
feeling all these things on your shoulders. And this is something that causes us sometimes to become anxious. This is something that causes us sometimes to become worried or maybe have fear. And maybe you have found yourself burdened from time to time with the weight of life's worries and concerns. Uh, if, if that's you, you can agree. You don't have to agree. Um, I know we're not in person for me to see, you know, who's agreeing or shaking your head. Yes. But I, I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we all have been in that place where we have felt burdened time to time with the weight of life's worries and concerns. Now, I'm not saying this is right, and I'm not using this as an excuse saying, well, we're human, this happens. But I believe in times like that, we have a solution and there is a cure. And if maybe you have felt like this before, I want to remind you that God's word offers us a cure in anxious moments, in times like this, when we feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. And that cure is prayer. That cure is spending time with God. Prayer is our direct line to the one who holds our lives in the palm of his hand. In the palm of his hand. I don't know if anybody, I don't know why this is coming to my head, but... Anybody who ever used to watch uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and they'd ask questions, and they always had an opportunity uh, once in the round to make a phone call. It was like a lifeline or something. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a phone call. They could make a phone call to somebody to help them with the answer. Now, that's all great and all, and I don't know why I remembered that, but I'm thankful that our relationship with God isn't a one-time phone call that we can make. It's something that we can do with every question we have, anytime we need help, anytime that we're anxious, anytime that we're worried. We can always call on the name of the Lord. We can always talk to Him and communicate with Him through prayer. And Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 reminds us that no matter the situation, we can bring our burdens to the Lord. I'm reminded of an old song, bring your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. You can trust and never doubt. He will surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. And I'm reminded of that old song because that's something that we need to do all the time. Scripture says to cast our cares on him for he cares for us. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. I think a lot of times we bring our burdens to church, but we don't necessarily bring them to the Lord. We feel like because we brought our burdens to church that somehow we feel like we've given them to God or, or prayed about them. And I think sometimes we get that messed up. I mean, we can come to church and, and you can go to the altar and, and think you're leaving your burdens, but if your mindset is only I'm bringing my burdens to church, it's not going to get you through. Bringing your burdens to the Lord is an everyday thing. Bringing your burdens to the Lord and leaving them there, not picking them back up. Why do I say that some people bring their burdens to church and not to God? Because a lot of people bring their burdens to church on Sunday, but when they leave church and they go home, they pick those burdens right back up again. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to leave our burdens with the Lord. He will trust and never doubt. He will surely bring us out. Take our burdens to the Lord and leave them there. I'm thankful that today on, on Tuesday, or is today Wednesday? I don't remember. I think it's Tuesday. But I'm thankful that today on Tuesday, if I have burdens, I don't have to wait for my next trip to church on Sunday to bring my burdens to the Lord. I can bring my burdens to the Lord every day, no matter what I'm going through or what place I'm at or where I'm at that present moment. I can bring my burdens to the Lord and leave them there. And I can do this through prayer. Spending time with God. Amen. 
But verse 6 and 7 reminds us that no matter the situation, we can bring our burdens to the Lord in prayer. And he promises to give us peace beyond our understanding. It's a peace that the world can't give. It's a peace that no relationship can give. It's a peace that no medication, drug, or alcohol substance can give. It's a peace that's eternal, not a peace that the world tries to offer you that, that's temporary. It's an eternal fix, an eternal peace beyond our understanding that only Christ can give us. It's eternal. But there's more to prayer than just seeking relief from our worries. There's more to prayer than just seeking relief from our worries. Prayer also helps us to live different from the world and to live for God. To live for God fully and to live for His glory, not our own. You don't just have to go to God and talk to Him when you're worried. You can go to God for anything. You can go to God in prayer for wisdom and for knowledge and for discernment and for direction for your life. Going to God in prayer is, is one of the main things that's going to help you live a life that's different from the rest of the world. In a self-obsessed world that constantly urges us to seek self-gratification and validation, it's important to remember that we are called as children of God to a different and more fulfilling path. Let me say that again, to a different and more fulfilling path. As we pray, as you spend time in your word, as you spend time praying in communication with the Heavenly Father, we deepen and develop our relationship with God. We become more tuned into His voice while aligning our hearts with his. Aligning our hearts with his. So the next time you feel your heart racing or your mind wandering or spinning out of control or, or starting to feel anxious or worried or full of fear, stop and pray. Stop and pray. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's read this again. I'm going to read verse four, chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I like that part that says, with thanksgiving. I think too many times we come to God for our needs and our worries, but we don't come to Him enough with our thanksgiving. And I believe God honors a heart of thanksgiving. I believe God honors that even more when we come to Him, even when we're worried, even when we're in fear, even when we might be stressed out or burnt out or concerned about things just to start out simply with thanksgiving, thanking him for what he's already done, what he's already brought you through from where you used to be to where you are today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. With thanksgiving, verse 7, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 
So this basically says, this doesn't want me to continually think about what worries me, continually think about what gives me anxiety or fear, or to continually think about the things I'm, I'm really concerned about. This is saying right here to think about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If you're thinking on these things, you won't be anxious, you won't be worried, you won't be full of fear, you won't be full of concern because you're thinking on the right things. And when you think on the right things. Go to God in prayer. Spend time in his word. Your perspective begins to become in the right alignment. Your focus starts to change and therefore the peace begins to set into your spirit. The peace that is beyond our understanding. And it's the peace that only comes from God. But it all comes from spending time in prayer. I'm not telling you that you're never going to begin to feel worry stir up. I'm not telling you that you're never going to begin to feel anxious thoughts or fear or concerns. But as soon as you start to feel those things, you can stop and pray. You can bring your request to God with a heart of thanksgiving. And the peace of God will be with you wherever you go. But prayer is very important. Reading your Bible is important. But if you're just reading your Bible and you're not spending time in prayer, I don't believe you're going to be as effective. And I don't believe you're going to be able to truly apply those things to your life or truly see a transformation if all you're doing is reading. Reading's great. We should not stray away from the Word of God. You should continually be reading His Word daily. But with reading His Word, you need to spend time in prayer for all areas of your life. If you need wisdom, you can pray. If you need knowledge, you can pray. If you need encouragement, you can pray. If you have a need, you can pray. If you have unsafe family members, you can pray. If, if you know somebody broken, you can pray. If you want to just offer thanksgiving and rejoicing to the Lord and bring glory to his name, you can pray. It is our communication to our heavenly father. Prayer is effective. Prayer is effective, and we must spend time in prayer and realize the importance of prayer. So what should, our, what should our prayer be today? What should our prayer be? This should be our prayer. Lord, help us to pursue you rather than the world. Lord, help us to pursue you rather than the world. Help us to come to you first with our worries, with our fears, with our concerns, and the things that weigh us down. Not to come to you last, Lord, but come to you first. Make you the first person we come to, the first person we seek out when we're in times of worry or fear or concern and those things are weighing us down. Help us, Lord, to come to you first, not last. Fill our restless hearts with your peace. And help us reflect you to a hurting world as we keep you number one. Amen? I told you I didn't have anything very long today, but this is what I felt like the Lord wanted me to share. It's good to see everybody on right now. Pray for me. Pray for my family. Um, seems we're talking about prayer. The baby's starting to feel a little bit better. Uh, Victoria's not feeling great, the greatest, and I'm starting to feel a little sick myself. But we believe in the power of prayer.
And there's nothing wrong with asking people to pray for you. So remember us in prayer. Uh, I don't want to, I hate being sick. And I know that we serve the healer. So continue to pray for Victoria and I and the family. And uh, that we feel better. And if you're not, if there's something, if there's something that you are in need of, Feel free as we do these videos and stuff to put them in the comments. I can't promise you that I'm going to be on live to see them all the time, but there's people on here that are watching. So if you have prayer requests, you can put your prayer requests in the comments and either the people watching and other people that have watched or commented, they'll see your prayer requests and they will be able to know different things to pray for and things like that. So if you have a prayer request, please feel free to put that in the comments and people will see that and also know what to pray for. Um, but we're praying for you. We are praying for just God to do great big things in your life. And we're praying for everybody in the church and that God just continues to move in a mighty way. I got a couple more errands I got to do this afternoon and then I'm probably going to go home and rest. It's been a rough couple days and uh, we're all tired. <laughs> but I believe we serve a God of rest and I believe rest is completely biblical and 100% okay. It's not always the best option to remain busy. Sometimes your best option is just to stop, say no, and go lay in the recliner and rest. And that is Honestly, is probably what I'm going to do after I go take care of a few errands. I'm going to go home. I'm probably going to put some sweatpants on. And I'm probably going to lay in my recliner and rest the rest of the afternoon when I get home. Because I'm tired and I don't feel the greatest. So, not that you needed to know that. But I'm just telling you because I'm just very blunt and transparent. It's okay to rest. And I know if my wife's watching, she's probably saying right now, you need to practice what you're saying, hon. I can hear her right now. I, I, can, I can hear you right now. She's probably like, yeah, he needs to rest. I've told him over and over that he needs to just rest. <laughs> I can hear her. I can hear her. But anyway, I hope everybody has an awesome rest of your Tuesday. Lord willing, I'll be back on again tomorrow with another word for your day, something to encourage you with, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you're doing, whatever's taking place in your life, that no matter what you're going through, you spend time in prayer, and the promise through that is the peace of God, the peace of God. It goes beyond our understanding. We'll be with you at all times. Amen. God bless. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and I will be talking to you at some point tomorrow.